Welcome to the season finale of Blockbuster Buffs. Blockbuster Buffs! Blockbuster Boys! Blockbuster Baddies! Blockbuster Ballers! Swoosh! Dunk on them! We are here with our friend, Spencer. What's Thank up, Spencer? Oh, hello. I'm glad I'm your friend. Welcome to our show. Yeah, me and Spencer Thanks don't hang out me. much, but we've been around each other a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are talking about Fast X today. It's the season finale of the first season of Blockbuster Buffs. But that's not how we start the show. Typically, we talk about what we've watched this week. Then we go through the movie summary. Then we do Dunk or Defend. Then we do quarter mile time. Probably our last quarter mile time ever. That's a fact. Sweet. All right, Joe, what'd you watch this week? What did I watch this week? Uh, well, let me tell you. I watched Scream 3 and Scream 4. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Scream movies. Uh, I had quite a bit of fun with both of them. Which and one is Scream 4 again? Is that the one where it starts with like a deep fake? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it well, it's like the, not exactly a deep fake, but it's the intro. That's an intro. That's an intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like the the it's a remake. So it's a remake, making fun of remakes. It's new decade, new rules. Uh, and it's where Jill, the niece, is actually the killer. At the end. So I guess nobody needs to watch it yeah. anymore. Now Spoiler! <laughs> I mean, those movies are all the same. Like, I love the Scream movies, but you do kind of know, like, one of the team is going to be the bad guy, and they're going to get killed in the end. And also, if you haven't watched it, it's been out for 10 years. I don't yeah. mind if I'm spoiling it. At least Wait, so wait, what's the most recent one? Six. Six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Six was pretty fun. It was a little... A little gorier than my vibe. I haven't seen five or six yet. Four was pretty gory. <laughs> I got a dog just really wanting affection the whole time. <laughs> we'll manage that as we can. Uh, other than that, careful, dude. What else did I watch? Not a whole lot. Watch some TV. Sweet. That was about it. What you got? I watched a couple things. Uh, most notably, I watched The Patriot again. Oh, wow. So good, man. Classic. So good. I really haven't seen The Patriot in, I don't know, maybe over a decade? Yeah. And it was a treat. Yeah. Hmm. I believe it. I'm gonna have it's to a pretty it. sad movie, though. Oh, yeah. No spoilers. Yeah. I never paid attention in history class, so I don't know how it ends. <laughs> Have you ever seen it though? I have, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. So that might help you figure out how it ends. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch anything this week, Spencer, that you'd like to share? Um, no movies, but I am uh, rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Other than the final season, which we won't talk about. Does the final season suck or something? Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, it kind of and Game of Thrones. It got. Yeah. It was like rushed, and it was in the middle of COVID, and it got. Yeah, it just. If the if the show ended the previous season, even though it was kind of a cliffhanger, it wasn't, you know, they didn't intend to conclude it on that season, I think it would have been much better. Hmm. But I'm not there yet. I'm still, like, middle of season two. But it's kind of just a, while I'm doing other stuff, I'll have it on in the background and get a little laugh every once in a while. Yeah, like how you can just watch The Office without even watching it because exactly. you just know what's happening, even right. if you hear it. That's I have that with... Well, The Office and Dirty Rock and stuff, but I haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine all the way through, so I'll have to watch most of it and then get stop stop at the penultimate yeah, season. I think it's seven. That's the final season, six or seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just don't even bother. <laughs> this dog is giving me like intense eyes. <laughs> Why aren't you paying? All of your attention to him. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to abandon him like this. Um, so the movie we watched is the final 
Fast and Furious movie that's come out and is really the the culmination of the family and by that I mean a big cliffhanger about the family. Massive cliffhanger. <laughs> it's uh and I have seen it this is the second time I watched it but for the first time in uh Blockbuster Buffs history we are we sat down and watched the movie and now we're sh- recording the episode. And before that we had a really long recap as well. So it's uh it's been a night. It has been a night. Um why don't you kick us off the summary, Matt? Yeah, I'm getting my notes out. Okay. So, Spencer, just so, I mean, Matt already brought it up, but the format of the show is, first off, we'll do like a rough summary uh, and kind of not really give any critique throughout the summary, just give basic plot points for people who haven't seen the movie. We don't want to require homework. Uh, and then second segment is Dunker Defend. Uh, we'll explain a little bit more when we get there, but that's where we kind of say, did it fulfill what it was intending to do based on the universe that it exists within? So not compared to all movies ever, but like the movie it was trying to be. Sure. And then the last segment is a quarter mile time, which is the ranking. And we'll explain that. That's and that includes your personal, uh, along with all other factors. Okay. Fast X is the greatest movie ever made in the history of time. Uh, it starts with a Fast Five recap, which we already did once tonight, and we've already recorded an episode about Fast Five. Um, but basically, what it does is it inserts a new villain, Jason Momoa, Dante, into the events of Fast Five. His dad was Reyes, who they stole all that money from, and uh, Hobbs shot in the head on the bridge. And so he is basically just like put into those scenes. Um, So we get kind of his origin story, and then as that fades away, we see Dom's signature, uh, I guess, what is it, a Charger? What's that that old car he has? I think it is a Charger, yeah. I think he's always driving Chargers. It's an RT. Okay. Charger RT. Yeah, so it's it's drifting around in a parking lot, and then he hops out of the passenger seat, and you're like, wait, what? And Lil B is driving the car, Dom's <laughs> son. They uh, named him Brian for some reason, even though his Uncle Brian is still supposedly living in this movie, which is surprising. Um, no clue where he is. But yeah, and then they start the movie with a barbecue, which is also kind of off theme. That is off theme. That's That's rewriting the script. Yeah, they're they're making all kinds of changes. Oh, so at this barbecue, we find out that they are just spies now, which is like such a breath of fresh air that they're actually just spies. Because um, it's it's been difficult to suspend disbelief that like why are these like car racers and like thieves doing all this spy stuff? Like, well, at this point, they're just spies. They work for Mister Nobody, and uh, Roman is actually planning his first mission to Rome. He's very excited about it, and they're giving a bunch of um, flack for it. Um, Dom's mom shows up for an inexplainable reason, or his his grandmother. Yeah, I think grandmother, because he says it's Lil B's great grandmother. Yeah, uh, like she just talks to him and is like, "I'm so proud of everybody, and you guys are inspiring." And then just like moves on, and she's just <laughs> not important in the movie. After never that. seen again, and apparently has been looped in on what they've been doing for the last twenty years, and is totally cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, it's so weird to get like a matriarch in there. Um, I mean, I'm assuming she's there to eventually fight Helen Mirren, but <laughs> <laughs> no, they're family. They would never fight. <laughs> okay, so yeah, they go off on that mission, um, and then Cipher shows up at the house. If you guys don't remember Cipher, she is Charlize Theron from. Uh, six, seven, or no, seven, eight, and nine. Um, she is bleeding, and she pulls up in the new electric DeLorean. Uh, Dom holds back, trying to kill her, and listens to what she has to say. Stop! Stop! You gotta stop, man! <laughs> Don't bite my foot. <laughs> yeah. So listens to what she has to say, and what she has to say is that Dante, she's she met the devil, and she's really disappointed because she thought the devil was her. And who it really is is Jason Momoa, who comes into her like bad guy lair 
with um, basically two dead henchmen and then just like threatens her and takes all of her men because he's like kidnapped the parts of their family and her men all turn on her and she barely escapes alive and meets with Dom. Um, and it's at this, it's that next morning they realize that the mission that uh, Roman's been planning is actually a setup. But Roman and the, that part of the team are already in Rome. They're, they're starting that mission. They're about to start that mission when they realize it's set up. Yeah, total radio silence on their end as well. So they, they can't contact them. There's nothing they can do. But then uh, Dom, Letty, and Little Nobody, they're, they're go out to Rome to try to find them and help them with this setup. So we get to... Uh, let's see where we're at. Yep. So then we get to Rome, and they are just driving around the city looking for the team. And the team's just, you know, they're performing their mission. They're trying to hijack a car, or they're trying to hijack a truck using other cars, which is basically what they do in every movie. Um, and in this one, they jump off of a balcony, like uh, Tej and... Um, Ramsey. Tej and Ramsey jump off of a balcony on the top of a car. They fill the car with gas using some like little RC thing. They knock out the drivers and pull them out of the car. And then they realize there is, they were supposed to be picking up some type of munitions. I think computer chips. Computer chips? Yeah, okay. Or a chip, yeah. And it turns out it's a uh, small nuclear warhead. <laughs> it looks big, though. It's a giant like sphere. And so they're all panicking. Um, and as they get in the car, Dante locks him in and they're just and takes over the control of the vehicle remotely. And so this like basically I'm gonna yada yada a little through this, but Dom, the whole team is basically trying to stop this bomb from getting to the Vatican. Well Dante's just like up in a tower, like cackling about blowing stuff up and then like threatening his men with the death of their families. And it's I really love like Jason Momoa is just playing it so hammy. Like, what do you guys think of Jason Momoa in this movie in general? But also, like, we really start to see him in Rome. He was great. Yeah, it's it's a it's a whole new take on a villain in this franchise, mm -hmm. and I don't know who else could have played it like he did. Totally, he absolutely fit the role perfectly, and brought like a lot of really fun fresh energy to a villain in the this universe yeah he's he's trying to get revenge on them obviously and it, his his dad said like don't kill him basically uh what is it what's the line like you can't don't give someone death when suffering is like owed mm -hmm. yeah and so he just but he just is so silly like he's he's just making a joke out of everything and even the vatican thing is like Wait, you guys want me to blow up the Vatican? His like henchmen are behind him, and they're not saying anything. He's like, "Okay, but uh, just so you know, you guys are going to hell for this one." Yeah. <laughs> and and so they're trying to stop like little nobody, Dom, um, Han, Roman. They're all in cars trying to like catch this bomb before it gets there. And they use their grappling gun rig to to clothesline the vehicle. It flips over, and then the bomb just starts rolling down the street. And we have like eight minutes of Dom chasing a bomb in a SRT Hellcat, like just trying to get it to stop. Um, but it, it doesn't really stop. It just kind of blows up. It doesn't just blow up. It like catches on fire because uh, it runs through like a gas tank or a gas station. And then, uh, yeah, he like hits it with the car a bunch of times. It like knocks out a bunch of people. It, it's breaking through cafes. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's it's a crazy... It's a really crazy situation. Um, and this all culminates with the bomb about to roll across the bridge into, I guess, the plaza of the Vatican. And Dom jumps his car off of, like, a pallet and then hits a crane. And then the, the anchor weight from the crane spins around and knocks the bomb into a river. And then Dom hits the side of side of like a an off ramp and like lands perfectly upright in his car and drives away as this bomb explodes like 
I don't know, 200 yards from him. And it's it's a pretty insane situation. And, and then outruns, <laughs> you know, he's got a downshift so he can go a little faster, but then he yeah. outruns the shockwave of the bomb when all the other cars are getting flown, flipped around and stuff. So, man, that American muscle can really save you. Unbeatable. I just thought that would get our energy back. There you go. It's flagging a little bit. Um, but for real, like, it is an absolutely insane thing to, hap- like, to have happened. And then also, like, it's, it's almost too unbelievable, but it, oh, man, there's something about it. It, like, kind of works in this movie. <laughs> Got some ghosts in the house. Probably. That makes sense. Gotham, save us. Gotham, save Gotham. And this is where the team really gets split up because Letty gets captured. The um, Dom, I'm going to just call him the team, but that's uh, Roman, Tej, Han, and Ramsey. They're going to be henceforth known as the team. They They dip out through the sewers. Dom is on his own. For some reason, he talks to Helen Mirren for a couple minutes. And then, yeah, like I said, Letty is captured. And then Mia and Little B and Jacob are all back at home. Uh, which, at this point... At this point, we get kind of like an aside where we're introduced to new, like two new characters. One is Captain Marvel, and the other one is Jack Reacher. I don't know what their names are in this, in this movie, but that's just what they are. Um, I guess it's Brie Larson... Yeah, but her character would be like little da- daughter nobody. Daughter nobody. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to call her Marvel. I guess I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah, but yeah. yeah, they did make reference to her dad a couple times. Okay, that checks out. Yeah, she's daughter nobody, and then we have Reacher, who is played by... Alan Rich- Richson. Alan Richson? Richson. Richson. Yeah. And he is also... Thad Castle. Thad Castle. What is that from? Blue Mountain State. Oh, okay, yeah. That's true. He is from Blue Mountain State. I forgot about that, that was, show. That was his OG. Yeah. So got it, got him going. So, yeah, we got Reacher, and he is, he and Marvel, or in, like, Daughter Nobody are are just, like, bantering about, all right, should we send, you know, should we send a team after these people? And Daughter Nobody's like, no, they're, they're good guys. And he's like, no, they're bad guys. They corrupt cops. And we get like kind of a recap of some of the movies you see, just like a lot of the shots of the other movies in the background as they're just like in this, I don't know, command center. Um, and so that's like kind of the teams they represent. Reacher is trying to get them and Marvel is trying to protect them. <clears throat> At this point, uh, Dom reaches out to Marvel and well, he tries to reach out to nobody and uh, Daughter Nobi is the one who actually shows up and meets him in Naples. Um, and this is how he finds out that, like, they don't know who Dante is at this point. They don't realize that he's the son of Reyes, who they stole all the money from in Fast Five. Um, but this is how Dom figures out he needs to go um, to Rio to meet with people. And so in Rio, we get... Joe, we'll begin Rio. Oh, <laughs> the classics. <laughs> Fireworks, cars, and girls. Yeah, a lot of booty bumping car ladies. <laughs> Fireworks. And uh, yeah, there's street races going on. So Dom pulls up. He has a Dodge Charger in every town that he goes to. And so he just gets in that when he flies in. And, it just, and just magically right appears. Up. Yeah. It's he like, shows up, car's there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know which one is more plausible. He just takes a Charger with him wherever he travels or he has them stowed you know staged at different areas well yeah because they're not it's not like the one that he was using in rome he clearly like rented or they had an impound mm-hmm. from hertz yeah you know but that uh <laughs> but like the other one that he drives around most of the time is very highly customized like the inside looks like the least comfortable car in the history of all time it's all metal. The dashboard is perfectly flat. Like it's clearly just for driving fast. Like there's nothing else about it that it can, you know, that makes it work. And so it's just kind of crazy. So he pulls up to the street racing scene. Um Yeah. Elena's little sister shows up. She is clearly in this scene. She's got a little yellow car. She's pretty like 
um, I don't know, sparky, spunky. Which she, which, what's her deal? Yeah, she's just like you know excited to be a part of the racing scene. She's getting pretty good apparently. And then Dante shows up for the street race, and he is dressed in like a very like effeminate blouse, and he's got like painted nails, and he's just really silly and weird. Uh, <laughs> And he challenges Dom to a street race. They first they pull out guns, and then half the people are on Dom's team, and half the people are on Reyes's team or uh, Dante's team. And so, like, let's just race this out. And as they're waiting, like, Dante's just like mad dogging, not really mad dogging. He's like taunting Dom, and he's like, "Oh man, I can't believe I get to race with like the great legendary John Toretto." And I've been looking and following you, you know, and I just can't figure out how you decide who to save. Dun dun dun. Uh he's got two friends that are racing. Like he, Elena's sister, one of his street racer friends, and Dante are all racing. And Dom realizes Dante's gonna kill one of these two people, and I'm gonna have to pick who. So during the race, you see that kind of play out. Um his buddy from the street racing team pulls ahead first, and so that kind of marks him for death right away. And then Dom's trying to like figure out how to gesture i guess in his car who he's gonna say who he wants to save so he's obviously picking elena's sister um dante blows up the other dude and then he's like haha just kidding i'm gonna blow everybody up which i don't know how dom hears this i don't know if they have like some sort of telepathy but they don't have like comms and he can always hear what dante is saying well i think it's he's just like realizes (laughs) that that's the case like he's just intuiting it yeah okay so he flips over Elena, or Elena's sister's car, and uh, the bomb falls off the back, and then he pulls her out of the wreckage. And then Dante just is like, I beat Dom in a treat race, when it's like that. I mean, technically... <laughs> he just drives away. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just keeps on going. No skin off his back. He's ready to go. Um, meanwhile... Um, daughter nobody goes to the jail cell where Letty is, and she stabs her in the shoulder with a very small knife. And this is occasion for Letty to go to a very secure um medical facility just so she can get that one wound stitched up. And she wakes up next to Cipher. They are the only two patients. They are in like a circular like surgery examination like theater basically. And then it has, like, some robot doctor that's, like, stitching her up with lasers somehow. We see those lasers later, like, burn holes into things. And so it's kind of weird to me that the lasers can also, like, heal. They're, like, healing and hurting lasers, which is kind of interesting. Um, I mean, at different amounts, it would cauterize. Like, if it's just, like, you use a little bit of laser, it would cauterize. Okay, I see what you're saying. Specific line, but if you bump up the the amperage, it's gonna put out some more laser, dude. Tell me more about this laser science, Joe. <laughs> I didn't know we had a red- resident laser expert. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Le- learn something new every day. Yeah, so that's who. Uh, yeah, that's who he chooses to save. And at this point, meanwhile, at the at the old house, Mia and Little B are having breakfast and talking about stuff. And then uh, Reacher's men come in and try to, like, capture them. And Letty's trying to fight him off. Lil B's hiding in the, in the closet. Mia's trying to fight him off. Oh, yeah, Mia's trying to fight Letty's him off. There. And then you just see one dude get, like, punched into a wall, and you're like, what is that? Is this The Rock? Like, is is Hobbs coming back for round two? Um, but then Brian, Lil B's hiding in a bathroom, and he hears the door jiggle, and then it opens up, and it's Jacob, uh, John Cena, coming in. Coming in hot. Um, so, yeah, Brian's like, a little bee's like, oh, Uncle Jacob. And he's like, hold on one second. And then he goes and he just, like, beats the living hell out of everybody in the house. He throws a guy through the floor at one point. And I, re- like, just, he's bringing the full, like, silly Cena energy that is just becoming a real joy to be around. Um, and then we cut back to Dante, who is just sitting on a rooftop, like painting nails of people. And at first, you just think he's like talking. He's like talking and painting nails. He's talking about how, like, oh, yeah, like someone hit me in the head. And then, like, I saw something. I, you know, things really changed for me. And, like, I just realized, like, kind of who I need to be. And, uh, you know, this color's really working for you. He's like, should I steal all their money? 
then he like takes all their money and then you as it as the camera like slowly pans out you realize the two people he's talking to and painting their nails are like dead and their faces are all like taped up to look like happy or concerned it's just so weird and it's like holy cow so out of place um but also hilarious yeah it really is interesting that that character uh, meanwhile the team they go to london roman has a bunch of cash strapped to his body for some reason so um they're yeah not, he and, they're not totally broke yep so he lends everybody a stack and then they go to see pete davidson uh, meanwhile, Jacob and Lil B are traveling through the desert somewhere, and they are uh, Jacob's making Lil B a new passport, um, and then they're gonna hop on a plane with a kayak. Pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Back in Rio, Dom chats with Elena's sister about Elena, and Elena's sister's like, "Oh man, it should have been me. I should have been the one to die." And Dom's like, "Oh, she's watching out for us." I'm like, all right, cool, thanks, Dom. Um. So the team meets with Pete Davidson. He's supposed to like supply them with some kind of goods, um, but he, what are they trying to get from him? Like, just like cars and and guns, mm. like general materials, all like <laughs> off off the market. Yeah. Okay. S- stuff. I don't really understand what they're trying to do here. I guess they need to get to the like, they get to, they need to get to the meetup point in Portugal. Yeah. And they're like, if they were to buy anything legitimately, they would be mm-hmm. tracked super easily. And so, yeah, Han eats a laced muffin and starts to hallucinate. Uh, Roman and Tash have a fist fight, and then Pete Davidson turns them into the police and they flee. So that's how that goes. Um, let's see where we at now. Well, as they run away, they go over to Shaw's. They oh go yeah, to Shaw's house. That's fun, and then. Uh, yeah, you explain that. Well, they just come up through this random alley. They come to this uh, garage spot and knock on the door. Deckard Shaw opens it up, Jason Statham, and uh, he sees Han, and he's pissed because he's tried to kill Han before because Han killed his brother. So he pulls Han in into the garage, uh, slams the door on the other three and locks the door. So he and Han start fighting for their sec. The other three are hacking in. Ramsey's hacking into the door, uh, and Han's trying to explain to Shaw that they're that he they're there to like work with him. They're not there to hurt him or anything. And then at the same time, a bunch of agents from the agency show up. I'm assuming they're Reacher's boys. Yeah. Yeah, they're Reacher's boys. Show up into the the garage and start trying to uh, fight them and. Shaw and Han just kicks my ass. Okay, and then Cypher has Cypher. We're back to Cypher and Letty. They're in their little theater of um, medicine, and Cypher has a touchpad next to her bed where she's strapped down, um, and she just touches the touchpad a couple times, and it just reroutes antiseptic gas into the room with all the doctors, uh, knocking them out, and then they fight. She and Letty. She and Letty fight because they're gonna escape. But instead of escaping, they just get into a fist fight. Um, they do eventually escape. But back in Rio, <laughs> Elena's sister and Dom uh, try to find out more about Dante. They find out he owns the police station. Um, and Dom does eventually go there, and he gets in like a weird video greeting from um, Dante. Meanwhile, Jacob and B are on a plane. Uh, Little B doesn't like to fly. And they have some, like, tails on them in the plane. They got some people, like, searching for them. And so Jacob goes into the, like, takes a little bit into the cargo hold where he has his kayak. And his kayak is not a kayak at all. It is a small, like, Batman-style plane. (laughs) He puts two little, he puts three shooters of vodka in it for thrust and then drops out of the cargo hold of the plane. (laughs) It's awesome. And uh yeah, so that's it's like a pretty cool little plane thing, but um where are we at here? Yep, so then Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean or Shaw leaves to protect his mom, and then also they see uh using some of Shaw's tech, they see that Dante's bought like an army basically. 
to attack like anybody who has ever helped the Fast and Furious family. Um, back in Rio, Dom is caught at the police station after he sees the cool little video, and Reacher is just like taunting him in the van, and he's just like, "Man, you should have seen this coming. The 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 era where one man behind the wheel of a car can make a difference is dead. It's all AI and all this." And Dom's just like, "Well, you should buckle up, man." And he's just like, whatever, dude. He's like, Dom like buckles up and he grabs his side. He's like, what are you doing? And he's like, preparing for what's coming. And then he puts his, Dom puts his foot in Reacher's chest as the car like blows up and flips over. And apparently, Dante has uh, been tracking them and blew up their car. Um, so this is like a fight on the bridge. This is where Dante was when his father was killed as well. And so this is kind of like a reunion time. Um, Dante and, like, starts to shoot up their car. Um, Reacher and Dom and all of Reacher's men come out. Reacher finally throws, like, Dom a gun to help out. Uh, Dom does a cool stunt with, like, a... He takes a Mustang that's, like, on its side and, like, rigs up the gas pedal and then, like, lifts it and, uh, like, lifts it back onto its wheels and it, like, runs into a bunch of people. It's pretty epic. Yeah. He just, he just picked up a car. He really did. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> and with one hand, too. Doesn't even use both hands. He just used one hand. That's that's all you need, really, to lift cars. <laughs> um, it's all about technique. In Fast 9, he pulls down the structure of a building. With like, with both hands, though? Yeah, with yeah. just chains. He just pulls chains, and it like pulls down the entire silo. It's crazy. So he's super strong, but... Um, yeah, like, this fight is kind of interesting because this is where Reacher, who's, like, been against him the whole time and is, like, actually capturing him, this is where he starts to, like, trust Dom a little bit, so he, like, hands him a gun and lets him fight with him, and then he eventually, like, shoots a guy who's about to shoot Dom, and they, f- oh, and then uh, Daughter Nobody shows up and finishes off kind of the rest of Dante's guys, but Dante has a prisoner who is Elena's sister in the back of his trunk, and he pulls her out and threatens her, and uh, then he just gives her back to Dom, and you're like, huh. "Well, he, he gives her, he gives her, he doesn't give her back until uh, daughter nobody shows up." Oh, okay. He's threatening Dom with her first, uh, and then that's he's still got some men behind him covering his back. Mm-hmm. But then daughter nobody shows up, kills the the men that are behind him, and then he's like, "Okay, you got me, whatever. Yeah. You can have her back." It feels like a little bit of a of a. I don't know. A little convenient that he would just give her up, but then you see he kind of has other plans in mind. Really, he just wanted her to be there, so that way she'd be in danger. Yep. And so him and him and Dom have a little bit of a, fit, a fist fight, and he breaks out one of Dante's teeth, and Dante calls him a butthole for it. <laughs> <laughs> Throws his tooth at him. Yeah, and then he just like points over at daughter nobody, and she gets shot, and then he points over at Reacher, and he gets shot, and then he points over at... Uh, um, Elena's sister, and she gets like a little green dot from a laser on her, and uh, he's like, "Oh man, you can't save everybody, man." And then Dom tries to save um, Elena's sister, which distracts him long enough for uh, this is where Dante gets the God's Eye from Daughter Nobody, who just keeps it on her on her phone, like <laughs> like a little. Game Boy Advance. <laughs> it does look like a Game Boy Advance. I was thinking more of like a PSP when those first came out. Like it definitely that. folded. So it, folded? it was definitely a Game Boy Advance. Okay, more like the Advance. You got I, me I know that my one. handhelds. That's fair. I'll, I'll concede to you on this one. Um, Jacob and Lil B get to a safe house in Portugal from their little plane. It's like in a, uh, it's like in some sort of cavern, like a mine shaft. And then, yeah, Tej and Roman and the rest of the team get on a plane, also heading to Portugal. Um, I'm assuming they got some sort of resources from Shaw. Um, and Tej and Roman have a little heart-to-heart where Roman's getting down on himself, and Tej is like, yeah, like we give you a bunch of shit, but like you're taking responsibility for your actions. You're paying for our, our way. Like you are, You're a real leader, Roman. Which I'm like, eh, not really, but I'm glad that... <laughs> it's a nice sentiment. <laughs> I'm glad that you're making him feel good about it and all that. Um, so the bad guys show up at the Portugal safe house before Dom or the team can get there. Jacob flees in his little car that has two, like, 
tank cannons on either side. And then him and Lil B just like blow up a bunch of cars with these like cannons on his car. And I really thought about it in the moment because like this this kid is like maybe what, eleven? Twelve? Yeah, maybe. Okay. So he's sitting there with his uncle. They're fleeing from all these guys. He doesn't know where his dad is. And then Jacob just like looks at him. He's like, all right, let's do this. And has him pull the lever to like shoot two rockets. And like now this 11 year old is a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> and it like, it's fine. Cause they, I mean, they're this, if, if anything, self-defense, it's this, I guess, but it is also kind of like, Hey man, why don't you just pull that lever? <laughs> You don't need to make him be Plausible like... Plausible deniability. <laughs> Starting him young. Be like, hey, and remember when I murdered those two people? Toretto's <laughs> get, get started early. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Help me out, Joe. <laughs> well, from here, uh, Jacob and Little B are driving through the streets. Uh... Reacher is flying into the city with Dom at this point, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We don't. There's not a, a landing field anywhere close." Dom's like, "I don't need a landing field. Just fly over the highway." So they fly him over the highway. He drives out the back of the the plane in his car, drops a hundred feet onto two of the the chasing vehicles. His car is designed for that, though, for sure. Uh, and then he is, he, he drives up and sticks with Uncle Jacob and Lil B. Yep. They're driving around. Yep. Um, Dom does get hit with some grappling hooks from helicopters. So that's slowing him down. And Dante pulls up in his like little, I don't know what kind of car he's got, but it's, it's very, it's like kind of like burgundy. It's a really cool looking car it's super old and burgundy and pretty sweet um and so he's trying to like catch up with him his goal is to take will be alive and um jacob's uh cannon system jams and Lil b hops out the top and tries to fix it which jacob didn't ask him to do which would which is good because that would have been a real bad uncle move but he's like hey man like be careful like what are you doing and then he gets the he gets the cannons to work and Dante just is like, what? No way. And he just drives up and he just grabs Lil B off the back of the car with one hand, throws him through the window into his car. So he just like kidnaps him. And when he sees that he's on the back, he's just so excited. He's just like, what? That's awesome. It's just like, yoink. It was, uh, it's pretty fun. And then, so Jacob tells Dom, oh man, I lost Lil B. And uh, Dom's trying to catch him, but he's got those grappling hooks. So he just uh, hits the NOS, and uh, once those once those tires hit the ground, I mean, he just takes out those helicopters by driving fast. He drives fast off of one uh, one lane of traffic is like elevated, and he like drives through the median and jumps it, and then like lands into the other lane of traffic, and then the helicopters smash together, and then he uses those as wrecking balls to like wreck a bunch of cars, and then he like smashes one of them into the car with Dante and his son, but just at exactly the right space to hit the rear of the vehicle and spin them around. And he like radios to Lil B <laughs> to I like hated this part find so the line and fly, which is a thing he was telling him about drifting earlier in the movie. And then Lil B opens the door and just jumps out like 10, 15 feet, like flies kind of through the air into Dom's car, and it's all good. But before that, you forgot, Jacob realizes that in order to buy Dom time to get rid of the helicopters and stuff, he has to sacrifice himself. So he, like, redirects the cannons that he has on his car and does one last sacrificial shot that, like, launches him up. He uses the cannons as, like, a little thrust and then lands on a bunch of cars that are in chase that then gives Dom the opportunity to go and get his son. That's a very important part. I'm Thank you yep. for bringing yes. that up because, yeah, I did forget about that. And it's pretty sad because Jacob's been fun and he's, you know, most certainly alive. Yeah. Based on how even Honestly. when you see people die in these movies. <laughs> yeah, there's apparently point, no consequence. Nobody, yeah. nobody dies. Yeah. So um, he'll be back in Fast X 
2.0 or whatever the hell the next yes. one's going to be called. XDI. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they'll let him be dead for one movie and he'll come back and, yeah. Fast X3. <laughs> so Dom seems like he's home free and Richard's like, hey, turn this way. And so then he does and he ends up on a dam. And you're like, this is an odd place to be. Um, but he's supposed to be meeting Reacher at an airfield. And a truck pulls out in front of him and kind of blocks the way. And then another truck pulls out behind him, a big, like, tanker truck, and blocks the way that way. And he gets radioed by uh, Dante, and he's like, you're exactly where I wanted you to be, Dom. Like, now you're going to, you can't always save everybody. You're going to have to decide if you're going to die, like, you're going to die knowing that you couldn't save your own son. And then at that moment, his team flies over, and Reacher shoots down the plane. Oh no, Reacher's been a bad guy the whole time. What? Flashback. He's in the, he's in the uh, police station back in Fast Five with Dante and Reyes, and they're on a team. And uh, so they've been a team since the beginning. Um, but yeah, so like literally, I mean, Roman, Tej... Um, Ramsey and Han are all in a plane that gets shot down. Um, Jacob gets blown up. Letty is, does make it out of her, like, little medical establishment. She climbs out the roof and, uh, with Cypher, and they're in Antarctica for some reason. So they're all, like, just trudging through Antarctica. And now Dom is on a bridge, or no, not on a bridge. He's on a dam trapped between two tankers that are now driving towards his car. And Dante says some stuff about he's like taking basically everything from him, and he's like, "You forgot to take one th- or you uh you have one flaw in your plan. You didn't take my car." And so he and Little B, uh, he does a little wheelie and jumps off the edge of the dam as these two tanker trucks crash like right behind him and explode, and then he's falling down a dam, and like. Falls for a long time and gets some traction in the car. Hits the NOS again. He's got a lot of NOS. And uh, jumps the car off the bottom of the dam into like a river. And he and Little B fly out as just fire is like pouring down. And gasoline is pouring down. It's a huge explosion. Crazy amounts of fire. And yeah, he they they like make their way out on the other side. And they like climb up on a rock. Look at his son, like, all right, I think everything's going to be okay. Um, and that's when uh, Dante activates the explosive charges that he put on the dam. So now they're downstream from the dam. The dam's about to blow. Dom looks at it horrified. Cut to white. We got Letty and Cypher walking through Antarctica. And who do they stumble upon but Giselle in a submarine, ready to take them away. <laughs> That's right. You remember that time that Giselle died in Fast Six by falling off of a car and like shooting someone to save Han as he's like trying to stop an airplane from taking off? Well, guess what? She didn't die either. <laughs> Fast X accomplished. Mic drop. And by that I mean uh, there's an end credit scene where The Rock is also tied into this movie, but I don't think he wanted to work with Vin Diesel so he wouldn't be in the movie otherwise. <laughs> But he'll be in the next one. I'm sure he will, like, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I'm sure he'll have his own like subplot. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. That was way quicker than I uh, had anticipated reviewing this movie or like running through it. I'm happy we did that. So, do you guys have anything I missed that was important to the plot or the narrative? I don't think so. Nothing that you missed, but something that we don't know, that is another cliffhanger is uh, nothing was resolved with Shaw going to try and find his mom. That's true. We don't know what's up with his mom right now. So that's another another cliffhanger we're waiting on for the next movie. Okay. So and and just for clarification, I think and I think they were very deliberate about this. The plane crash with the rest of the team wasn't necessarily a crash. It just looked like it was going to crash, and it. kind of sure. banked behind a mountain so obviously leaves possibility of them surviving but yeah we don't know the result of that yet i bet they get in their cars just in time and open the 
hatch door of that, course and, and there's grappling hooks involved yeah drive out drive out the back of the plane and survive yeah mm-hmm. that plane is full of cars they're gonna be so, fine I mean cars are basically like hands parachutes they can do anything that you can do <laughs> <laughs> um so that was Fast X I think we did a pretty good just like quick rundown of the movie what's our next segment Joe next segment is dunk or defend and <laughs> like I said before, Spencer, Dunker Defend is where uh, what we'll do is we'll do a countdown, three, two, one. The three of us will all say what you want at the same time. So are you going to dunk on this movie or are you going to defend it? Okay. Right. So, we'll typically have dunks and defends for both, but like, what are you, your final stance? Yeah. Okay. So we don't know what the other people are thinking, and we'll it's we'll see what everybody has to say about that. Okay. So this this is more based on did the movie do what it was supposed to do, as well, not your personal feelings. Did it do what it's supposed to do now? I've been dying to tell you anything. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Defend. Defend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're all defending this movie. Who wants Whoa. to go first? It can't be me. I'm going last. I think he's got to be our guest. Um, I think we kind of discussed this in the in the summary episode, but eight really went off the, or excuse me, not nine really went off the rails mm-hmm. with what the hell was going on and how it related to all the other movies and stuff. So I think. The fact that this one kind of pulled it back together, albeit kind of coming up with some revenge plot from several movies ago to come up with a, another movie plot, it got back on the rails. It handled. I mean, it didn't get. It didn't get. To, we didn't get distracted from that plot, you know, arch throughout the movie, and there was you know new. Jason Momoa was a great new character that kind of took a new approach to a villain that was entertaining and great and he did a good job and then like it was just a family reunion a literal family reunion everybody that could show up showed up at some in some capacity so it was just a great conclusion to this saga albeit presumably the first part of the conclusion mm-hmm. trilogy or, or two or three movies whatever they're planning on doing Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Do you have any dunks? You can. You feel free to dunk too. I mean, if you've suspended your disbelief at the beginning of the movie, there's not really many dunks. But if you haven't, there's all sorts of dunks. (laughs) There's so many stupid parts. Like, yeah, how is Lil B just okay with what the hell? Everything that's going on, and how is everyone else okay with this, including this ten-year-old in their murder sprees and stuff? Mm -hmm. Um. All the dead people coming back was pretty is pretty dumb. There apparently nobody can die, which was was a like huge reveal when Han showed up at first. Mm-hmm. But then that's just apparently that's just everybody who's died is going to show up in a movie or two. That's pretty dumb. Um, yeah, I I could pick it apart if you give me enough time. But overall, I will defend, and I I'm glad it they kind of pulled it back together after the cluster that was. F nine, yeah. F nine was brutal. Do you want me to go? You want I'd go? love, I'd love for you to go, Joe. All right. Well, first and foremost, my defense is Jason Momoa. He freaking crushed Jason this Momoa. role. This might be his best role of all time. <laughs> it was so good. Strong words but, from Joe. He, but do you think, like, I'm wondering how much of what other characters he's played has influences people's per, or opinion of him. Like if, sure. he, if he hadn't done all of his previous roles, would he have filled this role so well with so little? Like he didn't, mm. he didn't really do much. He was just kind of a goofy, you know, dressed effeminately and was kind of, you know, flamboyant or whatever. But I think it's only because that's, such a staunch juxtaposition of what his other character, like Drogo from Game of Thrones. Sure, and like, Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. So 
so I wonder whether they knew that and played into it or it just happened to work out like that. Well, I mean, when when you have a franchise this big and you can hire whoever you want, part of who you hire is based off of their own personal lore. Sure. Like the the celebrityness, the celebrity status of these actors gets carried with them no matter what. So there that's what the producers are banking on. Sure. Is for for people to have a cultural idea of these different people and then to have them inserted into this like you're bringing all that with you so i think it's a both it's like you're he's he's playing a a role that's pretty different than most of his other roles uh but you also get to see him be a much more comedic character than he hardly ever plays like he is very rarely this funny uh yeah even aquaman you see some of his humor come through but it's clearly like stifled by the right. movie. Totally. And in Aquaman, it's almost like awkward at mm-hmm. a lot of times. Whereas this was like supernatural. Like his acting was actually great. When you like, see videos of him like on Instagram, this is like turned up to eleven how he jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like I think he clearly had some real say in how this character acts and and who he is. For sure. Uh, other than that, I'd say I'm glad they brought back, uh, some solid racing, especially in Rio. Yeah, there was no race in Fast 9. Damn. It's the one movie with that one. Yeah. Dropping the ball there. Really messed up. Uh, there was a lot going on. It was hard to keep track, kind of, of all the different, uh, storylines. But I will say uh, I did enjoy everyone's performances overall for the most part. Uh, The one thing that was confusing to me, one of my dunks, is that if Reacher, Thaddeus, if he was on uh, Dante's team the whole time, wouldn't he have known of the ambush on the bridge? and been prepared for the missile to strike the car. Like, he was to- he was playing totally oblivious, and, uh, like... W- yeah, he could have got really hurt. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it wasn't for Dom's foot in his chest. Right, like, Dom totally, like, probably saved his life. And two, like, why would he throw Dom a gun if he's on Dante's team? So that was, like... Their plan did hinge on, on Dom trusting Reacher. So it makes sense why he hit him with a gun, but you're right about the other one. That one's like a real genuine plot hole. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so I defend... Do you have more dunks than defends, Joe? Mm, you got any I'm other a, things to talk about in the movie, too? Mike, is, we can come back to me, but... No, you, I want to... Well, I just can't think of anything uh, right, at the moment. Come back yeah. to you then. Go for it. So I think I'm I'm just so passionate about the Fast and the Furious, and I found that they just kept getting better after five. Like they they got more ridiculous, but the characters became like cleaner and punchier, and the the ensemble really like meshed together up through eight, and then nine was just such a break from the charisma of the characters. Um, they got, they like went really meta with nine where they talk about like plot armor and they talked about like how they're, you know, Roman thinks he's invincible and it really like messed with the, um, just really messed with the stakes. Cause like the whole thing is hanging by like hanging by a thread already. Like the whole premise is hanging by a thread already. Like, the spectacle is hanging by a thread. Your care about anything that happens in the movie is just so, it's, like, so tenuous. Because it's so ridiculous that it's hard to even keep in your mind. But, like, their passion and their seriousness and their, like, intensity keeps you in. I In my experience, that's what I think makes the movies work. Is that you care about these characters, you care about this family, and them doing ridiculous things, like, they had kind of the potential to die or at least they thought they did even though you knew they didn't 
Um, and so even though they brought back Giselle at the end, which is my least favorite part of this movie, I defend this movie because they find they seem to have like returned to that premise of like they know that they're taking their experience seriously. Like they're taking their relationship seriously. They're taking their stakes seriously. Like and also the like trying to describe what happens in Fast Nine, like I don't know, like a doohickey is gonna do something like I don't even know what the motivation of the bad guys is. But like this movie had like a clear bad guy with clear motivation and even though he's he's chaotic and weird, like they they actually did make it more grounded, even though it's as the stunts are as ridiculous as ever. Um, maybe even more so. But the actual plot is more linear. Like, there's five of them happening at once, but they're all fairly linear. And it it's just way easier to follow. Like, when I wasn't taking notes on it and I was just watching it, I was never lost. Like, trying to re-describe it is not always easy because you're bouncing between five different things, but, like, it's just so much better. So that was really encouraging. And then, like you said, man, Jason Momoa is just so much fun. Like, he just made me laugh, like, the whole time. And, like, just watching this movie... Watching Dom like do his little racing or like fighting the nuclear bomb, like I'm just literally smiling ear to ear the whole time watching it. Especially the first time I watched it, it's like holy cow! Like, thank you for making this movie for me, guys. I'm just so happy to be here, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Um, and then he's just like painting nails of like dead people, and you're like, that's ins- like you're an insane person, and it's just like his villain character is so. It's not totally fresh. I mean, it's just the Joker kind of. Like, it's got that same it's got similar vibes, but also like revenge Joker, which is interesting. But yeah, like it's so fun to see that character at like we've had so many serious villains like Shaw and then Cypher and then Jacob and Cypher. And they all just they all just scowl and stand ominously in their little like tech rooms and then like talk a big game or like do that and this guy's just like out street racing having fun wearing blouses and painting dead guys nails <laughs> and he's like doing a lot of crafts and like making up these like murder dungeon rooms that have like projectors set up he's just a very artistic kind of dude and it's fun to <laughs> it's fun to see it really like brings a lot of life to the movie and um my dunks are that i don't think um vin did a great job in this movie i think this might be his worst acted movie out of the franchise he's still i mean he didn't have a lot to do so it didn't really matter like he just kind of flexes but he just had so much like cheeseball lines man like i don't know if that's just the writing or if it's his acting or what but like it felt so much cheesier whenever he spoke like it almost like changed the tone of the movie and then the fact that uh, the fact that Han I mean, is back is fine. I guess it was in the last movie. But the fact that Giselle comes back is just like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> you can't just bring everybody back. <laughs> I get it. Han needs a girlfriend. But, like, Giselle never did anything anyway. Like, the only time she did anything was the time she jumped off that car and shot two people to save Han. That was, like, the most she's done in this whole franchise. And she died doing it. And now you're just like kind of taking that away, so that's frustrating to me. Um, right, it makes it. I mean, obviously, it's already hard to like take the movie seriously, but when you just there's like zero stakes, yeah, that makes it even harder. Yeah, it definitely does a little bit of what Fast Nine did, which is just kind of remove. Like, there's no real consequences to anything, guys. Yeah, like you can just set off a nuclear bomb in Rome, and it's fine. Right, <laughs> like it's totally fine. Odds are Jacob is gonna come back to life in the oh, yeah. next movie or two. Yeah, and like part of me hopes not because I'm just sick. I like I'm just sick of it. And it just and it takes. So I mean, the the whole point of his sacrifice is then diminished if there if right if there was no consequence, and they're they're getting it's getting out of hand. Like now it's they're pro- I want I'm scared they're going to become self aware again and just make a joke about oh yeah everybody comes back to life or yeah it was never dead in the first place. It's like well then what the hell's the point? Yeah, at least Han like his death was first it was an accident, then it was like an attempted murder, and also like 
it wasn't it wasn't him like accomplishing a goal. So like him coming back wasn't quite as much of a portrayal, but it's like Giselle, like she died saving Han's life. And it just kind of sucks that she's back. Like it's not that I don't like Gal Gadot and don't want to see her around, but it's just like, come on, man! Like, <laughs> and how how could you, like how how at what point how do you defend these people disappearing for a little while and like leaving their best friends and never telling them? I just I just needed a vacation. Yeah, and like Letty did the same thing, but she, you know, and they did it with her, but she had amnesia, so it felt more organic, I guess. You didn't actually see her die, which we saw Han die in two separate movies. Uh, <laughs> you actually saw Giselle die. I guess she fell into blackness, but yeah. So I am a little worried, like you said, that they're just going to pull that same crap. But this movie, overall, I was so thrilled by it. Could not, Could not be happier. Yeah, and it def there. I mean, like like we mentioned, there's like three or four um, separate cliffhangers setting up at least one more movie to hopefully resolve all of them. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our Dunker defend. I mean, we all defended it because it's awesome. Um, let's give it a quarter mile time. So, Spencer, the quarter mile time is just your ranking. It's kind of 1 to 10, but it's actually 10 to 20, 10 being the best, 20 being the worst. If you go past 20, that means it's a real stinker. I don't think we're going to have that problem on this movie. Um, this is kind of taking in your feelings about the movie as well as the quality of the movie. We're still not trying to compare it to every movie of all time, but um, kind of like in its genre, your love of it or your dislike of it plus its quality. Um I guess we'll just, uh, I'll go first. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it 11. I think that's our highest ranking thus far. I haven't given anything a 10. Did we give Italian job a 10? We did. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it an 11. It's not the Italian job, but it was so fun. I mean, I just, I was so delighted by it. I was delighted by Jason Momoa. I've talked about it already. But yeah, I just, I love this movie. It was really good and everybody should watch it. Um, just remember it's a specific genre of like spectacle it's not a drama it's not a comedy it's a spectacle so yeah. it's you gotta be aware that that's what you're getting going in know what you're walking into yeah it's, it's a classic summer blockbuster <laughs> lots of explosions blockbuster buffs blockbuster buffs Joe uh, I'm gonna give it I'm going to give it a 13. 13. Respectable score. Yep. I also had a lot of fun with it. Greatly enjoyed watching it. Uh, the the few, few points that frustrated me enough dropped it, docked it some points. Yeah. But overall, great time. Very fun and glad. I actually have not even seen Fast 9 because I was like tired of keeping up with the franchise at that point. So I'm glad we got back into it and I gave 10 a chance because it was great. Yeah, wait, so you didn't see Fast 9? No, oh, I okay. still haven't seen Fast 9. Yeah. I, I honestly don't remember if I have. When we, when you were summarizing it, I was like, yeah, that sounds familiar, but I can't remember when or where or why I would have watched it. Which is a great sign for a movie. It's Did terrible. I see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially a movie where they go to space. Like you corrected yes. me on one of the right. aspects of them in space, so I know you must. Have I seen must it. have, right? But, but it, like, it was still so. I had such vague memories that I'm like, am I just remembering this from other people t- t- telling me about it? Or yeah, nothing about it makes any sense. Remembering it from the trailer. Yeah. Um, do you guys all always do whole number scores? Uh, no, hmm. no, but yeah. Okay. I mean. We've done nine minutes and 59 seconds before. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a 12.6. 12.6. Yes. Very respectable so 12.6. Mm-hmm. That's got to take a huge amount of explanation. Um, it's just 0.4 better than what Joe thinks. Nice. <laughs> and that 0.4 is Brazilian booty. I mean, uh, is yeah. that all you need? Dang. Babes. That's it. <laughs> 
very excellent point, Spencer. <laughs> did you forget about I the babes joke? I did. I did forget about that. I kind of had to pee during that scene a little bit, <laughs> so I missed like half of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, but kind of just parroting what you guys are saying. I mean, for what it is, it's great. Yes, there's potential plot holes or things you could nitpick about it, but it was fun. I stuck around for the whole time, and I don't think I'll forget that I saw this movie, which is really what you're hoping for. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to forget about it immediately. That's always a sign that the movie sucks. <laughs> you are good enough to not be forgettable. Yeah. All right, well, uh, thank you for listening to our season finale of Blockbuster Buffs. I think... Uh, yeah? I think that I enjoyed being a part of the season. I think we'll have more seasons <laughs> to come. I think I, I did too. But yeah. it's definitely gonna, there's definitely going to be a break right now. Yeah. I mean, it might be a month or two, to be honest with you. So keep us subscribed on your feed, and they'll let you know when we drop another episode. But we'll also we'll be, post on Instagram and stuff. We'll be coming back... The next season will be totally new, totally unrelated to Fast and Furious. It'll be following a new line of uh, movie connections. So stay tuned for what that might be. Yeah, I think our plan is to keep them themed. Um, but yeah, we'll have different... Uh, we might even have a slight change of format. Like we'll have different, um, different ranking systems and yeah, different thematic approaches to the movie. So... Stay tuned, guys. Thanks, Spencer, for being our guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess depending on feedback, you might never have a guest again. <laughs> well, you'll be, you'll be our second guest. Our first guest oh. episode actually drops this week okay. in real time. Well, then so. I guess I'm not as special as I thought. Well, you might be our last guest. Yeah, yeah you could ever. be the end. You could be the end I of the will, road. I will take that. Which is our episode that we just dropped this week is end of the road. Be sure to listen to that. Joe and I talk real deep about racism. So uh, we do. It kind of it almost went off the rails. I mean, was, I repeated myself like seven times, and Joe didn't interrupt me enough, and so that I'm blaming him for not corralling <laughs> me. Bad teammate. Sorry, I'll take the blame on that. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, how do we end this show? Uh, honk tonk, badonk donk.